The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that by sharing the stories and advice of those who made it on the other side. And we do that every Tuesday. Today, you will learn from the co-founder of a unique ad agency based in Austin, Texas. Around eight years ago, Seth and his partners decided to embark on a new agency adventure and set up a new shop far from New York City. As a result, Seth Gaffney and his partners created Preacher. I've been following them for some time now, and I love their strategic positioning to differentiate themselves. Here's what they say, quote, Preacher is a full-service creative company based in Austin, Texas. We partner with brands and people we truly believe in and tell their stories with conviction, craft, and plenty of soul. We call this spreading the good word, and we start every day with the intention to move people into action and make them believers. We invite ventures of all sizes, categories, and walks of life, end quote. So they have clients like Coca-Cola, Squarespace, Grammarly, Vital Farms, ESPN, Yeti, Sports Clips, and more, so you know they're producing a wide range of exciting work. It's a great shop to look into, and now I can't wait for you to learn Seth's story and advice, all tailored just for you. Oh, and he's also submitted some secret resources you can only view on our Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellberg. Kick it, Mikey. All right, Seth Gaffney. Welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Gino. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. You're in Long Island. You had a rental house. You were telling me before we started recording, you're escaping the Austin, the Texas heat. And I'm assuming that's Austin, right? That's right. Yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks, but got away for some of those over, over 100 days and brought a few of them to New York. <laughs> is, it, is it warm over in New York too? Super hot? It's yeah. I mean, it's summer. It's summer. And I'll start off by saying something provocative. Climate change is real. Yeah. Yep. Can't argue with that. Not too bad in Chicago recently, so can't complain. But weather aside, we're here to talk about you and your phenomenal agency, Preacher, which has been, I've been following it for a couple of years now since I, and I've only been in advertising for a couple of years. So pretty much to the whole extent of my career, I've known you guys for the work that you guys do. Your great branding and just the way that you guys um, promote yourselves is really interesting. Spreading the good word for great brands. I love it. It makes sense. I, I think that's super important. So we have a lot to talk about, but high level, tell me about yourself, Seth. And before we get into Preacher, tell me about yourself and we know you're from Long Island, but who that's are you? What do you do? Part, yeah, we're already pretty much halfway there. Seth Gaffney, professionally a founder and chief strategy officer at Preacher. Um, we'll probably get into some of my agency background, but a pretty linear path through creative shops, both Indian, bigger across the country. A father of two kids, husband to an amazing wife, and now Texan with two Texan little ones. And I've been down there for a little over eight years. So Austin's home. Yeah. Why did you go to Austin? I met my professional soulmates 
at an agency called Mother in New York. They both happen to be from Texas. We loved working together for almost half a half a decade. And Crystal and Rob were the seed planters. And then as a fired up, ambitious New Yorker, plus having the urgency of figuring out where to start a family, I helped carry the torch down south. How many people? You say Crystal and Rob? Crystal and Rob. Crystal's our CEO. Rob okay. is our chief creative officer. The three uh-huh. of us work together in Triangle at in New York for yeah, for plenty of years. Yeah. Oh, so do you guys travel to different agencies together? Like, a, like no, it was or... it was all it was all at Mother in New York. Okay. Was where we met up, but it was um yeah, they were really fulfilling and fun times. And so some agencies start out of a real frustration. Ours was born out of just excitement and optimism. And that's good. And yeah, we took that and stole from that agency and probably many others some of the things we mm-hmm. liked most and tried to fill the gaps where we thought things could be improved. Yeah, absolutely. But say so there wasn't this moment you're like, all right, I'm sick of this. This is no. terrible. No, definitely not. It was the latter. It was like, what are we see our shore? This place is pretty sweet. How old are your kids? I've got an eight-year-old daughter and four year four and a half year old son. Hold uh, on. So if I do this math correctly, eight-year-old yeah. daughter, it says on LinkedIn you've been the founder of Preacher for eight years and seven months. That's right. So you made this switch, this big decision as your kid is being born or on the way. Or yeah, my wife was five months pregnant when we made the full move. That is irresponsible. <laughs> you know, what was irresponsible was being in a fifth floor walk up when she was five months pregnant and really? thinking about what if we had a stroller too? So, oh my goodness. But we, yeah, we also did it in February. So it was uh, a little bit of snow on the ground. Yeah. Uh, you want a little bit of danger. I mean, as we got into the, you know, the car for the last time. And when we landed in Austin, we had chips and queso waiting for us and, those seventies. So at that moment, it definitely felt more responsible and right. Yeah. (laughs) But not, you weren't nervous. You weren't scared about the whole business adventure. I'm sure I was. Yeah. I still am some days, but I think that's where having two co-founders at any point, someone can be more of a, an optimist guiding light and they're Help me do the math, but you've got more show for for other people's shoulders to lean on or cry on at times. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, there are podcasts that talk specifically to agency founders and why they did it, how they did it, what their what your vision is. We can talk about this for hours, and I am very interested. And I I love the branding, like I said, and the work you guys put out. So high level, give us the preacher pitch what are you what are you guys what makes you guys different and then i want to get into the good stuff like for our audiences like how would you hire somebody at preacher so high level what's yeah what's preacher I mean, like? put your finger on it preachers our agency it's also our brand uh, so we're practicing what we preach constantly and that includes trying to be a real beacon of creativity we have an art gallery that's put on over 50 shows we have a recording studio we have our own merch and store and we have a publication that we put out biannually called the good word where we feature texas-based 
artists, poets, writers, designers that we think should be seen and known by many, distributed mostly at our events like South by Southwest, but also in some hotels and stores around Austin. So that's a practice that we preach for them. And then the core business is an ad agency. We happen to have a really strong design capability. Austin has amazing designers. If you ever come through, you'll do that kind of in a car, turning my head, test and be like, whoa, what was that? And you'll realize it was a dry cleaner or maybe a car repair shop, but it just looks so rad. Mm. So that was something that we built up pretty quickly. And also with the empathy of being a startup ourselves, working with a lot of younger entrepreneurial companies and getting to do strategy into like brand building from scratch, sometimes even back to the name. So that's a piece of our business, but right at the sweet spot is trying to build brands for the long-term and short-term, creating campaigns that come from a real source of conviction. And as you mentioned earlier, we call that spreading the good word. And that's a way to keep us out of marketing ease, but also making sure that the good word has been spread so that we're doing impactful stuff. Can you talk about clients? Any current sure, clients? I can talk about, yeah, we, we've got a, a, we've always kept a really diverse mix of clients for a 50 to 60 person agency. Nice. We've always had 10 to 12 clients at, as a sweet spot, mm-hmm. but we get to work on some of the bigger CPG brands relationship with Coca-Cola and doing work for Fanta and AHA sparkling water. We've had retail, whether it be Crate and Barrel or the Container Store. We've had D2C brands that we've helped build along the way. And then we have some, a few amazing Austin-based clients who have a national, if not global presence, like working with Vital Farms, the largest pasture-raised egg company, and helping them kind of mm-hmm. set a foundation of being bullshit-free eggs or work that we do on and off with Yeti in our backyard. So mm-hmm. we keep that mix. and. I mentioned the recording studio, but uh, music being a pretty big part of Austin and so many of our own lives, we also try and keep our connections close there, whether it's album artwork design or music videos, or even just of artists as brands and how they might launch a project. So it's a pretty wide mix that people get to work on. And, and I probably, the, the last piece of that puzzle and the good word is doing things for pro bono causes and and making sure that we're we're trying to help improve our our world not just through our our brands how do you do that well i mean some of it are our relationships we'll have with amazing local nonprofits and mm-hmm. so we'll help them kind of build out their either identity or their campaigns to raise money or get people to, to participate and then others are tackling the big complex challenges that a lot of us are facing, such as gun responsibility or Mm -hmm. reproductive rights and making sure that we're as much as possible, putting our, our unique skill set into play and, and hopefully moving the needle. Love it. Love it. No, you got it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm buying into all this. It sounds like a great model. Like you guys have a really good positioning. It seems like as a chief strategy officer should, so you did a great job and it seems yeah. like you're still doing a great job. So appreciate it. it. That's, it's so cool when your brand is good. It's a great brand. Like I try to do that with my podcast, breaking and entering, try to make it really clean, really clear to people. And you, you guys have done that. So I, I definitely 
look up to you guys. So thank you for all that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, anything interesting, like, like also high level, like with your agency that you guys do something like really different, like structure wise, or is it just, is it just ingrained in your culture that you guys do like everything you just said, but is there anything like physically like that you guys do differently that you can think of? I mean, I think we're really like tactile agency. We make a lot of things, you know, I used to see it as a, and a sign of a successful year. If I could point to one or two things that I put out into the world with clients at um, great agencies in the past and our people, not just the ones like me, Rob and Krista, who get to kind of be and see and kind of touch everything. Our people, I still feel like we'll put, you know, a half dozen things on the board that they're proud of each year, sure. different sizes, of course, and, you know, different kind of uh, formats. But so I, th- I do think while well, a lot of places I've even been at talk about making and an emphasis on the work, like I think there's a constant energy source of putting things out into the world. And sometimes if some things feel like, ah, oh, that's a little lighter, we're still in the strategic phase where, you know, and not necessarily in like campaign launching or, you know, asset releasing, we'll have some of these other projects I mentioned. And also just as a strategy lead, one of the, my pride points has been that we make strategy really tangible. Um, and do we, do do that? That, we do that with clients. Uh, I think some could be re- that you make research, something that you offer beyond your walls. Two of our strategists did an amazing project mid last year, actually launched end of last year, early this year called Clipper Confessions. So when they noticed that focus groups were feeling really disconnected, not just through COVID, but through topics, talking about Black Lives Matter, post-George Floyd, they're like, how could we do this better? And thought about the context and what if we had it, did something with trainers in a gym or maybe at a barber shop and put connected dots and actually ran their own research down in Houston and shared the findings that you can still see at clipperconfessions.com. We have another strategist who is really fascinated by new wellness, the mind, body, and soul of it, and just kind of thinking through where those connection points were. So released kind of a pretty cool physical and PDF paper on that subject. So kind of keeping ourselves uh, feeling like, you know, that strategy can be an output in and of itself, not just an inspiration point to something else. I love it. I'm just looking at this Clipper Confessions right now. It's really similar to something that our interns are doing at Havas here. So I'm going to send that their way. Nice. Amazing. How, what was the moment you realized I want to do advertising? Hmm. I think I went to Georgetown University and was in their undergraduate business school and often felt like average or below average intelligence in the room, except for when we were in psychology and anything that tipped toward advertising courses. I even thought statistics was pretty amazing, even if I wasn't amazing at it. So I think that gave me a sense that the world of marketing might be where I pinpoint brand consulting a little bit too, though a couple interviews into the McKinsey's and BHCG's, I realized that I'd probably have to study for another year just (laughs) in order to get a foot into any of those doors. So 
Yeah. So that was kind of, a, I'd say somewhere around in between junior, you know, junior year-ish of, of college, I started thinking, oh, this might be a thing for me. And we had the fortune of having some graduate alumni come back and talk about some of their jobs. There were a few different ones, one who I remember partly because now he's still on my radar and, you know, a long distance friend is Jason White, who was working at Saatchi and has had an amazing kind of career through Widen and Beats and MTV and a cannabis company. So he was someone who came and just talked about what life was like in an ad agency with a handful of others. And I just remember it being a you know first semester senior and thinking, whoa, okay. I was probably as attracted to what they were making as, as I was just the culture. It was the yeah. first time someone said, oh, I wear what I want, or we have a track on the roof or something that that's like still may not even be true, but is in my head. Sure. Like, hey, what? So I think that was, that drew me into it. And then it, like probably many people, it wasn't an immediate, okay. And then I just got the internship or I got the, you know, entry level job. I love it. I love it. What was that first entry level job? My first job was at an agency at that time called Damasimo Brand Advertising. It's called okay. Damasimo Goldstein or Digo for short right now in New York, still a great agency. And Mark, who was the founder, and Lee, who was my boss, who's now the Goldstein in it, took me under their wing, but to get under their wings, Originally, I participated in something called Account Executive Survivor, oh, which was cool. uh, 2003. And so it was around the time when that kind of reality show format was pretty novel. Sure. And I re remember reading in a Craigslist post. So here's a, you know, Craigslist might still be a way to break and enter, I sure. guess. Right? Sure. About an agency that if you submit a video, they're, have, they're basically running a, a five-day week-long trial where you're going to live and work at the agency and at the end they're going to film it and at the end of it they're going to hire someone no and way that's the what yes way and that that i think august or early september of that year i didn't have a job and i said this is going to be i honestly felt like that this is going to be one of the the most telling and honest and like mm -hmm. real ways to see if the fits, if the, the fits there. So yeah, it makes sense. That. It's a great process. Yeah. So I did that. And you won. And no, I came in second. I lost. Uh, okay. <laughs> and they still hired you. Uh, then, then yeah, it was called account executive survivor. And on the, the way I think, it, you know, it's more dramatic in my head now, but I was feeling the feels. So on the yeah. way down in the elevator, I, you know, got a call from Mark that said to come in on the next Monday and, they created a hybrid role for me where it was kind of like half his assistant and reception and then half helping a new business. And then nice. I spent some formative years there that introduced me to all the functions in an ad agency that I didn't know about. So you, you know? didn't win, but they, they made it work for you. That's right. You know, that's great. First, do you, do you guys do that at preacher? We, yeah, we, we don't do it at preacher now. And in particular, the filming aspect, I'm, glad is not probably lost somewhere in you know office do you have it no and i'm hoping they don't either we'll I find it get my i could probably get my hands on my entry 
video, oh, but yeah. then I would lose a lot of credibility and not be able to run Preacher either. So we're oh, going to... No, that's good stuff. I, um, no, it's a documentation of your pro, pro, progress. Look how far you came. <laughs> the story's there. Yeah, it was... Yeah. yeah, we did some kind of amazing stuff. Like we got to pitch the some of their clients, some, you know, buzzworthy ideas. We got to kind of shadow and... Crunch Fitness was a client at that point, so we got to use their gym and shower there too. <laughs> okay, nice. That sounds awesome. So, how do you hire nowadays at Preacher compared to that? You you don't do a Survivor Series, which would be kind of cool. That I mean, we, you know, I, I, we're not a huge company, so we don't hire that often either. Yeah. You know, so I think that it's it allows us to be, you know, just really thoughtful and human about the process and expose candidates to a lot of our people and different roles so they can hear not just you know different discipline points of view on how things work but also different levels different number of you know tenure number of years at preacher so i think most of our our process is really set up to feel like we're interviewing each other but we're mostly just we're having a lot of conversations that feel out if we have the same values and and if this the skills that people have are going to plug in and then yeah. grow and that where are you finding these people though? people you're just oh, like looking on they just know people like through twitter through their work i mean you're probably not hiring a lot of entry-level people is that accurate or is it more mid to senior it's still a mix it's still a mix and i would say that it's beyond you know the friends of friends network at this point we you know we have a lot of relationships with some schools as you can imagine that you know awesome UT, yeah, UT, Texas State, and some Texas State is amazing design group. One of our first interns came from there. Our gallery curator was a professor there in animation as well. So there's there's those kinds of connections. And then I think we we like to make sure that we're outside and being on the coast or elsewhere that we're we're staying plugged in. So having you know one of our ECDs who went to SCAD and her mm-hmm. kind of keeping connected there keeping connected to brand center, keeping connected to some of the portfolio schools circuits yeah. before it went away. So that was kind of a thing. And then sometimes we use outside resources, you know, when we start feeling like, oh, we're, we're talking, we're, we're, we're limited yeah. by our own networks or the, yeah, the same we all lived in. And so there's like the same people. Like, yeah. 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 So shout Thanks. out one out. There's a company called you and them who we just worked with on a strategy hire who's, just brought a really unique multidisciplinary mix. And I think sometimes we're trying to find someone who's definitely done this before. And then others mm-hmm. you're going, no, how can they break us out of our own, mm-hmm. you know, processes or, or, you know, limited views on how to approach problems. How would you get, if you were entry level today, looking for a job at preacher, how would you approach it? How would you try to get it hired? We're, we're really out there. And like, so I think one way is just to start to see what kind of relationships you can build naturally in a personal s- setting. I mean, we run, we have gallery shows. We like, we invite people in to our space pretty often. We're accessible crew, not just of founders, but of uh, a lot of thoughtful people who are willing to give their time and share their own experience. So I would nurture that <clears throat> rather than see it as like networking. 
Yeah. And, <clears throat> and so that's one way that could happen naturally. I think that we, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll post on Instagram. So I think Instagram is a way to find out, oh, preachers really hiring, especially when we're hiring around creative design or even some of our operational mm-hmm. areas. We have a director of hospitality and a house manager of, and culture manager. So like there's, there are things that aren't necessarily like, yeah, but I haven't done that exactly mm-hmm. yet. You may have been an amazing job in a service industry that's applicable. Yeah. That's been applicable. And then for some of the, I, not just the more senior, but <clears throat> specialized roles is where I, I will admit we're, we're complimenting and having some recruiters mm-hmm. look out and find for us, but we're, we're pretty a uh, responsive crew, but are limited by our, you know, of course. That we're not kind of a, always growing that way. I love it. Any other big pieces of advice you want to get out to the people? As I, I would say, like you, I mentioned the tangibility, the tactileness, the like physical, like I, I think we try to look at, at what people have done and made and rather than just the like, oh, they're think, I like the way you think, like, I like how you took that thinking and did something with it, you know, and that could be, yeah, this isn't real, but I actually created the packaging for this yeah. product as if it was, or you know what, like I'm a strategist, but I, I created this portfolio and tried and worked with a, you know, a local business in town to see like where the rubber met the road. Could I actually Mm -hmm. make an impact? So I think we, we deal a lot in that kind of those proof points or, you know, receipts of having that, that blend of hunger and hospitality is, is something that might be not fully externally facing, but that we talk a lot about that Venn diagram is that there's generosity. Look at how, you know, we did this thing, not because of some selfish reason. And also on the flip side, like, yeah, we have ambition. We're not going to come down to Austin, you know, to chill. We're also want to do some of our best work here. Work hard. Yeah. Love it. Any resources you recommend people follow to stay ahead of the game? What do you, what do you follow podcasts, anything like that? I'll ask you for those so we can put those in our Instagram, but anything that you don't, if you don't have the answer now, but anything comes top of mind. Yeah. I mean, and cottons comes top of mind on strategy showcase comes top of mind for specifically towards strategy. I'm sure this has been said multiple times by strategists, but Mark Pollard is incredibly good. Yeah. And he's run up even a session at preacher mm-hmm. pre pandemic, but Sweathead's an incredible guide. And so his book is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some of those come to mind. I think, let's see, well, we can get back to it, but there's, uh, there's a ton of things that I just, in the world of creativity and design that I, I feel like I got a lot of exposure to through my partners, Robin Crystal, that mm-hmm. just helped make me a well-rounded strategist. You know, I remember a decade ago, plus when Rob was like, talking to me about juxtapose Mac. I'm like, what's that? You know, now we have an art gallery and I'm like, oh, you know, Mm kind of get some of this stuff. Same thing on Crystal's front from the, you know, a passion point of music. And and see, we just kind of connect dots. That's what a lot of strategists do. And so I want more dots to connect. So I'll go to to more varied places. Perfect. All right, Seth, I have no more questions. This has been great. Can people reach out to you? Absolutely. Seth 
at preacher.co is the fastest way. Perfect. Then I will let them listen to the whole episode to find that out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we tease that. I'll tease that in the intro. So great job, Seth. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I'm really, once again, huge fan of your agency, your brand, your work, everything you guys have done. You positioned it so well. Really, really inspiring stuff. Thanks for having me, Gina. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow if you can just leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you have time to leave a small review, that's great too. But really, that five stars will help us a lot. And be sure to connect with our guests. We want to help you break in. The way to do that is by going to our Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod. All one word at breaking and entering pod on Instagram. There we have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn and their secret resources, and they want to connect. So go do that. And some thank yous. Thank you to our creative and production team, Buchan Jung, Juan Camargo, and Mikey Malarkey, and our PR team led by Nicole Tolochko and the AAF group from the University of Illinois. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week with another amazing guest.